Welcome to another place and time Where one day you'll be dead or you'll survive Hello everybody and welcome to Dead or Survive. I am your host, Rob Riches. And I'm your other host, Cheryl Riches. You sound a little snuffly today, baby. It's because you gave me COVID. <laughs> no, I think you gave me COVID. So, Cheryl and I have both tested positive for COVID. Yay, that was fun. It only took two years, three months for it to get me. <laughs> yeah, it knocked me on my butt for a day, I think. And then it was all right. You're still exhausted. I'm still exhausted. It wore her out. I got sweats, uh, fevers, and really bad headache. It's like really bad headache for a couple of days. I slept for like 24 hours straight. Yeah, but that's normal for you. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Anyways, if anybody does care, we're doing much better now. Yeah. Again, it was a couple days back up and running and stuff, but got to go have another nose test. That was fun. Oh, yeah. I love it when they try to touch your brain. Well, at least you got one to touch. They keep looking for mine. <laughs> so and the nurse was taking pleasure in torturing you too. Oh, she was just I was standing in the other room and I could hear him and he's going, Stop! Stop it. <laughs> well, and she went up both my nostrils. She only did one nostril on my wife, but did two on me. Like, what the hell? She was just making sure. Well, no brain on that side. Let's try this side. You can feel the blood. At one point in time I pulled away and said, Enough. <laughs> And the stick is still in my nose. Yeah. Like, I was getting angry at that point. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've yeah. done these stupid little tests at work where you do them by yourself, and there's no reason to go all the way up and touch your brain to find <laughs> yeah. out if you're positive. Stupid. <laughs> Anyways, here we are, recovering and podcasting. <laughs> yeah, because we have to isolate anyway, so we just stay home and hang out with our dogs, which is cool. Yeah, they've been happy. They've had more, lots more outside backyard run-around time with us than they were used to, so... That was good. Yeah. So anyways, we will continue to follow our protocols and do as we're told and hang out at home. And I guess there's not much more we can do than that. Nope. Nope. That's it. (laughs) That's it. That's all. Lucky us. Yay. Any other exciting stuff going on in your life? Um, Nope. Not that I can think of, unless you're going to remind me of something right now. Oh, no. If you can't remember, then I guess it doesn't matter. It's not that important. I guess. Well, there we go. <laughs> what? Oh, forget it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, God. See, this is what we call... Oh, what is it called? Gaslighting. <laughs> Gaslighting. You don't even no, know what it's called. No, that's not what I was going to call it. Oh, what were you going to call it? I can't think of the word because my Manipulation? brain's dead. No, it's when you're like... Oh, it's gone. I can't think of it. Okay, then. <laughs> Uh, tomorrow's going to be exciting for me because I am actually getting all my Batman stuff out. All of it. Yeah. I am going to convert our podcasting room into the Batcave. Passive aggressive. That's what I was trying to think of. I wasn't passive aggressive. Yeah. No, it's not. (laughs) Okay. Look up the definition of passive aggressive. Not right now. Yeah, because you know you're wrong. No. Yep. Anyways, Batman. Batman room. Tomorrow, yes, decorating all my pictures, all my steel stuff, all my characters. Oh, it's going to be hours of delight. Yeah. All 2,000 of my comic books put into the racks. Oh, hmm? mm-hmm. My Bat Bear, all my Hot Wheels cars. Where is your Bat Bear? 
He's downstairs. Oh. Oh yes, the bat room. Anyways, if we sound a little quieter today, guys, my throat is still a little sore as well, so we will uh, bear through it. Other than that, I guess we got nothing. Batman room going up. Gonna yeah. Got a couple days off, obviously, because they don't want us at work. Right. Yeah. So, not that we were like partying it up or anything. But... No. Anyways, uh, so you got a story for me? I do. Since yep. you had lots of time to do one. Yep, I've actually got two stories completed in this time, so I am ready. Ooh. Are yes. you doing two? No, I'm just doing one today. Oh. All right. You got a drink? I do, yep. Oh, that's good. Medication and drinking. She'll probably make it about 15 minutes in, guys, and you'll hear a big <laughs> thud. That'll be her at the floor. <laughs> I didn't medicate today. <laughs> I'm feeling much better. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. So you got a story? I have a story. You got a drink? I have a drink. Let her rip potato chip. Okay, today I'm going to tell you about the Paradise California fires. You remember in 2018 when California was on fire the first time, the first time around. Has California ever stopped burning? Well, I think this was like, in fact, I know it was because of the research on in this one. It was the biggest, baddest forest fire that they'd ever had in 2018. So on November 8th, 2018, in the town of Concow in nearby Paradise, California, the deadliest and most destructive wildfire in California's history began. Began? How did it start? We'll get there. Oh, you actually know. I do know. <laughs> it became the most expensive natural disaster in the world in 2018 in terms of like insured losses. So in, in terms of what insurance had to cover, it was the most expensive ever natural disaster. Really? Yeah. Like even bigger than tsunamis and stuff? I guess. Well, just like imagine. Tsunamis took out, like, what did they take out in Japan there? They took out all the factories or whatever, well, wasn't it? that or... just tells you the extent of these fires, yeah. first of all. Secondly, wow. these are expensive homes, I would imagine. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, the fire was named after the road it began on. And the, the road name was Camp Creek Road. So it began became known as Camp Fire. Which is really confusing when you're trying to look up information on it because you're looking up campfire. Like, everything pops up. Like, roasting marshmallows or whatever. Anyways. It was caused by a faulty electric transmission line. Ooh. Yeah. Well, just so you know, that if you've done your due diligence and did the story well enough, nobody needs to look it up. That's true. So. I don't think they will. I, I think I did okay here. You guys are going to look it up. <laughs> Paradise at that time was in the middle of a drought. It typically sees five inches of rain by autumn, but sorry, five inches of autumn rain by November 12th, but it had only received one seventh of an inch by that date this year. At 8 a.m., the fire entered the town of Paradise. Several minutes later, the Butt County Fire Department notified. Did you say Butt County? <laughs> yeah, it's B U T T E. Butte? Maybe Butte. I like butt. <laughs> I like big butts, but. It notified Paradise dispatchers of their orders to evacuate the entire town. Get out! Run! <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's part of the problem. However, I'll get there. Most residents of Concow and Paradise were unable to evacuate before the fire arrived because the fire was incredibly fast. The thing is, they, they all woke up, they saw the smoke, they knew there was 
a fire in the distance, but that's normal life there. There's always fire, wildfires. There's always forest fires. And unless they're told to worry, they don't worry because it's always going on there, right? So they were told at this point, don't worry. So they weren't. Um, they, but they do have an emergency alert plan in effect. So it's kind of like an Amber Alert system. So if there's something that they should be worrying about, they'll get notifications on their phone, like a text message or, you know, some some kind of Siren warning. Going right, off. yeah. Um, Paul Revere and a horse running through the town screaming. <laughs> yeah. What they didn't expect that morning was that when everybody got this alert on their phone, everybody was going to try to get out of the town all at once. Yeah, because why would everybody get an alert and then try to leave all at once? You're right. right. They didn't plan ahead for this. So they didn't think that when they sent out an alarm that everybody would try to leave at once. They thought some people would go, meh, fuck it, and just stick around. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't, I can't tell that's you. That's poor what planning. To, to absolutely poor planning, which is why there's a ton of lawsuits now, but that's part of it. You know, some people couldn't organize a piss up at the beer store. Yeah. <laughs> True story. Uh, naturally, this caused complete chaos on the roads that led out of this valley town. So there, it's a valley town. I, there's not very many roads in or out. So, they which <laughs> another reason why maybe you should plan. Right. We have three Absolutely. ways of getting out. We have fifteen thousand people, and we're going to tell them to evacuate at once. Right. Ah, no problems there. As many of the of the tens of thousands of inhabitants of Paradise, and. Megalia, higher up in the hills, all tried to leave at once. It resulted in gridlock. Cars, RVs, and trailers were inching along, but the fire was outpacing them. The trees and homes on either side of the road went up like torches. Some vehicles ran out of gas or caught fire themselves, blocking the way and making the jam even worse. On top of that, the first hours had a string of failures in the emergency alert system. There were thousands of calls to 911, naturally, but there was only two dispatchers on duty. Well, of course, they probably crashed the system. Right. Yeah. Like, how did two people answer all of those calls? And what did they even tell them at that point? Like, yeah, there's know. a fire. Yeah. Run. Yeah. Go sit in your car. <laughs> Emergency alerts failed to include four at-risk areas of the city in evac per evacuation order. So four of the areas didn't even get the alerts. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there were technical errors as emergency alerts failed to reach 94% of residents in some areas. Wow. Yeah. Even in the areas where they were able to get the alerts out, they still failed to reach 25% of those residents signed up. Possibly because the fire had already destroyed the cell phone towers in the area. Well, then they can't really be there. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. it's just, It was. You still, know, that's why it's kind of like, I don't know down in that area, but. I mean, we've seen them up here in Canada where they have the fake trees that are steel. Yeah. With the towers. Oh, and yeah, in Algonquin. Yeah. They should uh, maybe look at doing that so fires can't wipe those out. Well, hopefully they've looked at something since then because this was pretty devastating. Um, firefighters, for the most part, never even attempted to put the fires out or to stop the flames from entering Concower Paradise. Instead, they were just trying to help people get out alive. By November 15th, 5,596 firefighters 
622 engines, 75 water tenders, 101 hand crews, 103 bulldozers, and 24 helicopters from all over the Western United States were deployed to fight the fire. Like, can you imagine that? Can you Small imagine seeing army. that? Like, just, yeah. a, just an army coming in to fight a fire. Exactly, wow. yeah. Heavy rainfall started on November 21st, which helped contain the fire. And fire crews pulled back and let the rain put out the remaining fires while teams searched for victims. On November 25th, 2018, Cal Fire announced that the fire had reached 100% containment and had a total burn area of 154,000 acres. Jesus. Yeah. The fire caused at least 85 civilian fatalities. But I'm going to tell you some of the stories about the people who survived. So I've got a whole bunch of little stories here about people who survived. Like this would have been like being in hell, like it, it like actually being in hell with fire everywhere. Right. Um, since the whole thing was happening during the day, kids had all been sent to school. One mother called the high school where her two daughters went to see if the school was still on since she saw smoke on the horizon. They said they're not going to cancel school for smoke since wildfires were so commonplace in the area and usually nothing to worry about. So she loaded her kids in the car and off they went. On the way, they noticed that the pines were coated in ash as if there had been a blizzard. She dropped them off, but around 8.20 a.m. the school called and said it was evacuating and the girls would have to be collected. At Paradise Elementary, a teacher named Lynn Pittman, who was 54, had also seen the smokes and thought little of it. It got so hot in the school that the kids were all sent out to the playground. It was like stifling hot. So they sent them outside where they could get a little fresh air while she sat at her desk, calling parents to come and pick up their kids. Once only a few kids were left, she gathered with the other teachers that were remaining and the students in a classroom upstairs. It was getting dark outside as if the sun was setting. It was 9 a.m. While she was looking at the kids, she thought, I got to do something with them. So she forced herself to be cheery and gave them snacks and began playing games until police came to check the building and told them to move. Buses were waiting next door. When she got outside, it was so dark. It looked like it was midnight. And then that's when she really got scared. Like, that's crazy. Um, fireman saw her and was shocked to see her. Like, he didn't think there was anybody left. So the buses had already left and he said, you got to get out of here you got to find a car and get out of here so so lynn sees this car driving by and she flags it down there's a woman that named millie that she kind of recognizes in there but she like she doesn't really know her but she has to flag somebody down she has to get out of there so sorry this is the teacher missed the bus and i was trying to flag somebody down right with the kids she's got oh, the, she's kids. Still got the yeah, kids too. she's still got the kids yep so she the car stops she throws the three kids in the back seat and she jumps in and they're booting it out of there. And then we find out that they're a serial killer, and they take them out to the woods and get raped. <laughs> no. What? There's no rapes. What? <laughs> I'm so sorry to disappoint. Wow. Okay. I've, I've been waiting for it. Um, they start driving, and as soon as they start driving, they get stuck in the gridlock. Inside the car, the temperature was rising. One of the boys asked if he could pray. And for a while, they could hear a small voice asking Jesus for help. <laughs> My heart breaks. Poor little guy. Um, Pittman called her husband to apologize for not leaving sooner. 
he listened as like Millie's in the background. She's the driver and she's pounding the steering wheel and she's shouting, go, 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 everybody go. By now the fire had engulfed the, the whole town, the Safeway, the Skyway Villa RV Park, the Golden Nugget Local History Museum, the Paradise Adventist Church, the mayor's home, the police chief home, all went up. They're all in flames. Yeah, well, the fire doesn't really pick, right? Oh, that's right. the that's the fire chief. Yeah. Get him. Go get him. Um, did they ever say what kind of temperatures it reached? Like uh, when the kids are in the car oh, or anything like that? Like no, they, but that I, that probably would have been a good thing. See, somebody's gonna Google that. <laughs> well, I'm just like you're saying when you're sitting in the car and you're getting hot, like they're getting hot in the building. Yeah. I'm just wondering what the because remember you and I sidebar here but we were going we were on a camping trip when we came back you remember that truck caught on fire oh yeah and we and went was, by and it was, it was hot. so hot and that was a single truck i was a single yeah and then when we just got up the road a little bit then we heard the explosion yeah. remember we heard the big boom because yeah. the gas came and everything yeah that was scary i can't believe they let us drive past that in hindsight oh. yeah i know well yeah because they could have blown up right beside <laughs> yeah. us but the like, heat coming up people behind us so it, was, it probably did blow up beside somebody yeah we're not even making this up we were yeah. driving home i think it was from ohio or whatever and there was a big truck on fire and i'm like that we we're hauling our trailer they let us go by you could feel the heat yeah. from this thing inside of our stuff like we were actually we got up the road a little ways got off the highway and checked the side of our trailer to make sure that it wasn't melted or yeah. anything or the or warped or anything like that that's how hot it was so i'm yeah. just wondering I mean, we're talking forest fires and stuff. Right. Like, what would the temperatures be in the car? And would the gas tanks explode? And yeah, like, Jesus, yeah, it's it would have been so terrifying. Um, yeah, a Volkswagen Beetle passed them, and it caught fire while it was driving. So there you go. Wow. <laughs> Here's your answer. Um, First time a Volkswagen Beetle. Vroom, warp <laughs> <Yeah>. speed. <laughs> so the driver jumped out and ran. They were driving amid exploding gas tanks and burning cars. There's your answer. There was cars and gas tanks going up everywhere. And the air conditioning was running full blast, but the windows were hot enough to burn your skin if you touched them. Jesus. Yeah. Cars, some abandoned. Sounds like Arizona in the summer. (laughs) (laughs) Cars, some abandoned, now completely blocked their own. Right when they thought they weren't going to make it out, a bulldozer appeared and began clearing abandoned cars to create a path out. The drive that would usually take 20 minutes took over three hours. When she got home on TV, she watched the footage of her school burning. Wow. Yeah. That brings me back to the Australian fires, too. Like we had in 2020, right? right? Just the animals and... Yeah, that's so, probably a whole other survival story thing I could do there too. But yeah, but I'm just, I mean, like it was just, I don't know, probably because it's just the most recent because you had the, the forest fires going on and then you had the COVID and you had everything. Yeah. Like 2020 was just a shitty year. <laughs> it really was a shitty year. <laughs> that is just starting to end. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I remember. You know, I remember the, the animals there. I remember them dumping water on, yeah. on, on oh, stuff. Yeah. Remember was, the steam it, coming no, off. It was heartbreaking, the poor little things. All the so this has got to be, and... you know, I mean, if you're saying this, like, they're saying this is a huge natural disaster, yeah. like, God. Yeah. Um, okay, next one. Nicole Jolly was a nurse at a hospital in Paradise, California. Jolly thought her life was over as flames surrounded her car, filling it with smoke. Then she called her husband, and she said... I called him to say, Nick, I'm going to die, and I'm not going to make it out of here. There's just flames everywhere, and I don't know what to do. And then her husband told her to run. This gives me goosebumps. (laughs) He said, don't die, run. If you're going to die, die fighting. You have to run. So Nicole did just that. She jumped out of her car. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up. A woman listened to a man? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
I know it's surprising. And the woman lived. <laughs> So there's the moral of that story. Yeah. Just go on to the next oh, one. Carry on. You shut your face over there. Back to Nicole. <laughs> Who's listening to her husband, yes. Good Nicole. Let's go on with Nicole. She jumped out of her car and she ran. A lack of oxygen along with ash and hot embers getting into her eyes made it hard to escape. She closed her eyes, put her hands out in front of her, and she ran. And then as she ran, she ended up running into the back of a fire truck. Her hands touched the back of a fire truck. She got over to the side of the fire truck and knocked on the doors. Two firemen came out, picked her up and put her in the fire truck and put a fire blanket on the windows. But they were, the fire truck was stuck too. Like they were like, okay, you're in here, but we're kind of not out of the, we're not out of this. The firefighter said they needed air support or they weren't going to make it. And then out of, an, out of nowhere, another bulldozer came and cleared a path for the group. The bulldozer people are like the heroes of my yeah, story. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they saved so many lives. Um, and then Nicole went to work. When she arrived at work, she and the other nurses had to stay busy helping others. She said, we didn't think about ourselves and our possession the, or the possessions that we just lost. All right. Whitney Vaughn. And her husband had just enough. New story? New story. You're quick. She didn't think about any possessions or anything she lost. She just put them together. This Whitney. Is, this is. This is this <laughs> Who's Whitney? This week's story is just jump, jump, jump. All right. <laughs> All right. Whitney Vaughn and her husband had just enough time to grab a laundry basket of dirty clothes and some pictures before fleeing their home in paradise. Why? I, some people, I don't know, sentimental, whatever, just get out, right? But this is what they did. Like, is there something in this house that you would just, you need to have? You. you yeah, but other than that, any no. like worldly possession, the, no. the animals. I'd have to save the animals. I couldn't leave them here, right? Like, I'd have to. I would hope that they'd be running with me if I was, like, they would hear the panic in my voice and they'd run with me, I think, I hope. but. Yeah, my fish are dead because I'm not getting them. <laughs> well, the fish, yeah, the poor fish. But other than that, I can't think of any worldly possessions. Maybe my Batman. <laughs> Anyways, um, they had just fled their home as flames rushed them. On their way out, they saw a man sprinting past their house, carrying a little baby and running as fast as he could. Oh, I don't know. I never, you never find out what happened there. He made it safely with the little baby. I'm sure he did. The couple soon found themselves trapped with other evacuees in standstill traffic as the campfire closed in. The flames were whipping and spreading very quickly. It began to jump the road. There wasn't anywhere to go. People began to panic. In the chaos, one driver backed up and slammed into the front of Vaughn's SUV. Motorists began abandoning their cars, fleeing on foot with their children in tow. Vaughn and her husband escaped before flames could engulf their car, she said. It took more than three hours to make it through the gridlock. Do you know so, what, though? I think if it was me, and I know, I don't know what we do with the animals. I haven't figured that one out yet, but I think I'd be hopping on my motorcycle. I don't think I'd take a car. Yeah, you'd uh, you'd be a lot more maneuverable that way for sure. And in the States, it's legal to go right down the middle of the lane. I don't think anybody would be caring about legalities at that point. <laughs> Just saying, even yeah. if somebody wanted to, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I'd be on the motorcycle. Yeah. 
Anyways, these two were barely able to stay ahead of it. And Vaughn said multiple times as we followed the flow of cars, we thought the fly- fire was going to kill us. I thing has got to be moving fast, it, eh? Right. Like, yeah. Fast. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you're running from, like, a serial killer, like, in a zombie movie or something, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's in my okay. head. Anyways, next sure. one. Next, yeah. next. Serial, serial killing zombie. <laughs> yeah. On I'm the next, saying, Maury Pulverich. You're, you're running from something for your life, and... You wouldn't. You don't. You just don't think of fire being that fast in yeah. your head. You know what I'm saying. But then saying? again, you look at most horror movies. The the people take off running, and like Jason walks and catches <laughs> yeah. them, and, and you know, Michael yeah. Myers walks and he catches them. Okay, new people. New people. New story. Richard and Zeta Gore abandoned their vehicle, and with the fire bearing down, decided to slide down a deep canyon, cl- clinging to bushes, and hike out about seven miles to safety. New people. Angie Van... New people? Yep. Oh, Angie. Boy. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just covering a whole bunch of people here. Angie Van Blaricon and Jesse Smith, a school bus driver and a teacher's aide, hunkered down for seven hours with a seven-year-old autistic boy in a Save Mart parking lot while his mother feared he was dead. The Fillmores, married for 67 years and sure the end had come, ran out of gas, but thankfully piled into their son's car and got away. Oh, I'm back to Richard and Zeta Gore here. <laughs> oh, oh boy. I, sorry, I messed that up, I guess. Richard oh, and Zeta Gore boy. got stuck in the traffic just a couple blocks from their home. They hadn't moved for half an hour. Cars sped along the shoulder. People ran by with bandanas on their faces. One man said he had a gun, and although he didn't actually have any ammunition, he was ready to threaten anybody who tried to steal his vehicle. So that's another thing, right? Like, if you've got a vehicle that's working and getting through this stuff, you got to worry about people that are, like, panicking and trying to live and they're going to try to steal what you got to get out of there why don't you just let them in because some people are just they don't want to be just let in they want your stuff some people don't think like that right richard said we were sitting ducks to be burned in our vehicles and if i was going to die in a first forest fire i would rather die with my wife trying to get away than sitting in a vehicle dying They headed to the overlook at Bill Park. As the flames came within 400 feet, they called their 32-year-old son in Ukiah. I don't know where that is. But these are, this is an older couple, right? They are 60, they were married for 67 years. So they're like (laughs) in their 80s for sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So down they went into the ravine. They were each holding bags with lap blankets and water bottles. So they were taking these in case the flames got to them they could wrap the blanket on them and douse themselves out with the water bottles they grabbed for vines and bushes as they slid a family of deer and turkeys ran past them they were trying to escape too that's the other thing all those animals that were in there they made it to the bottom of the canyon waded through the creek and then followed the dirt road for five miles before they hitched a ride out there was a creek they didn't think to stay in the creek i guess they got out of the creek once the dirt road looked safe i guess um, so they say, I think I'd be hanging out in the water. You would think, yeah. And again, who knows how hot it is? Maybe it evaporates it. <laughs> Don't well, know how deep yeah. it was. So, anyways, that's just a few of the survival stories from the people escaping these fires. There's a lot more terrible stories about the people who didn't survive. There's a ton of lawsuits. A lot of them are against Pacific Gas and Electric Company, which was responsible for the fire. The company claimed bankruptcy. 
How is it responsible for the fire though? If just a transformer blows, like I there, I don't know. There must have been. I, there was stories about how they should have known, or it was reported, or something, and they didn't. They didn't follow due diligence. So some negligence on yeah, that part. Yeah. Because I mean, transformers. Like I mean, they're up in towers. They explode, and yeah. hydro comes and fixes them. Whatever, right? If something hit them or whatever, yeah. it's not. Yeah, hmm. they they were doing something <laughs> shady. Um, shady. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big billion dollar company. Of course, they were doing something shady. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> yeah. On June 16, 2020, PG&E pleaded guilty to 84 counts of involuntary manslaughter for those that died in the campfire, for which it will pay the maximum fine of $3.5 million and end all further criminal charges against PG&E. But that doesn't, that doesn't end the civil lawsuit. So that's just their criminal negligence. Um, they've promised a settlement of $13.5 billion to the victims of the fire. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the Paradise California Fires of 2018. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you always hear about it, right? California's always on fire. Yeah. Like, I, well, and I remember it being in the news and I remember it being big, but I didn't really know. I didn't look into it this deeply. And then when I was looking into this, I was like, that's terrifying. <laughs> That, like, that's, well, what's more terrifying is they look up and they go, oh, there's smoke, whatever, and they continue on. <laughs> yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, they're just so used to fire, forest fires that it's like, it's nothing. They, they send their kids to school. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a little foggy. You go, yeah. and then here in Canada, it's like, it snowed, stay home. <laughs> what? Actually, yeah. it's come full circle. When we were younger, you hardly ever got a snow day. No, that's true. Now, that's true. well, there's three snowflakes. <laughs> Send them home. Or it might snow tomorrow. Let's yeah. just call it off. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Thanks. That's a whole bunch of little stories. Yeah. Mix it up. Nobody got raped. Thank God. No. <laughs> no babies ripped from stomachs. No throats being slashed. No, Nobody being like shot that in the head. <laughs> we only had one gun mentioned. <laughs> yes. So that's good. Yeah. It that's like a happy Easter. It was like, Nature against man instead of man against man this time. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. look at you. <laughs> All my grade seven literacy knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> You all got grade seven? You're educated. I'm just a country bumpkin. I got grade four. <laughs> that almost allowed me to be mayor of my town. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So, it's my turn now? My turn? My turn? It certainly is. Ooh. So, uh, as we all know, right now, uh, times are getting tough for people. With rising grocery costs, yep. gas prices, housing is through the roof. It doesn't even matter if you want to buy or rent. Prices yeah. are just nuts. <laughs> Everything is crazy. Well, it used to be like, I mean, there was a time where, you know, sometimes you could rent. It was better. Like People would rent because it was too much to buy a house yeah. or you'd buy a house because it was cheaper than renting. And now you're just screwed. Right. Like, yeah. Absolutely yeah. screwed. The, the, the housing yeah. is through the roof. I don't. Uh, well, I don't know how people like young people are ever going to save up enough for a down payment. Well, they're going to live with their parents for five years and then put money away. Or at least yeah. that's what they should be doing. Yeah. Um, or if they're out on their own, yeah, I don't know, right? Like, I don't know, it'll be back to, I mean, you and I did it. I mean, you had to work two jobs sometimes yeah, just to, that's true. one job to put it away and there's jobs out there. People are screaming. So, I mean, you, that's the other thing. There's like, nobody can find employees. That's because nobody wants to work anymore. Anyways, I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. 
What I'm getting into now is that people are doing whatever they can to save money. So people also want to still be able to go out and do things as well, right? Yes. I mean, it's not a lot of fun going to work and then doing nothing. Right. Like there has to be some reward, right? Like, I mean. Absolutely. You know, you, you do try to save money and, you, you know, obviously, and I mean, there is people out there right now that, you know, I mean, they live paycheck to paycheck. They don't get a lot of savings. They don't get money put away. They're, you know, they're choosing to eat this and, you know, whatever, yeah. but it's not good. You but, still need to have a life. You still have to have something, right? And right. parents want their kids to be able to do stuff too, right? You know, and there's parents out there that are, you know, both parents are working. They still want their kids to go right. and experience stuff, right? So the way things are right now, it's not helping a whole lot. Well, our Johnny was no different than the rest of the world. He wanted to save money. However, Johnny's way of saving money was not the smartest. Uh-oh, what did he do? What did Johnny do? Um, I also don't understand why he did it, and I'll explain well, that they, later. I mean, a lot of your stories, I don't understand why they did what they did. But this they, one, there's this so one, many. But this one's really weird. <laughs> so, Johnny thought he could save some money by using a grenade to create his own fireworks. Why? <laughs> okay. Okay, so he wanted fireworks. Right. So he was going to use a grenade. Which isn't cheaper than fireworks? Well, I don't know. Maybe he had one laying around. I don't know. Just, uh, you know, to create his own fireworks. Okay. So now to make this more confusing, Johnny thought that he would open up the grenade and get the, the sweet, sweet gunpowder so he could make his firework. Now, what I don't understand. Oh, so he wanted to make a firework. That's what I'm wondering. If he wants to actually grenade. make his own firework using the gunpowder and, and adding stuff to make it shoot up or whatever. That's, that's what it sounds that's like. That's what it sounds like that he wanted to do, but it doesn't actually say that. Now, what do you use to open up a grenade? Not the pin, I hope. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you don't use that. <laughs> Silly, you use a chainsaw, no. right? Yes. Yes, you do. So Johnny started the chainsaw and started to open up the grenade. Sparks started to fly, followed by pieces of Johnny. That is... <laughs> That can't be real. That's real. All my stories are true stories. <laughs> oh my Every one of them. I can give you names and tell you where to go look it up. Uh, how did he even live to be the age that he was able to start a chainsaw if he was that dumb? I don't know. How did he start a chainsaw if he was that dumb? <laughs> <laughs> Just pull it. I don't know. Now, I'm all, sa I'm all for saving money, but there are some confusing things in this story. Okay, and I know what you're saying. Like, oh, lots of things are confusing. <laughs> yeah. But here, here's okay. So here, fireworks are free in most areas. Yeah, you just go watch. You them. just go watch them. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes they'll have a. You know, the firemen will be out there with, with a boot, boot or something yeah. like that, and you can, uh, you know, you can donate what you can donate. You know, so it might be a buck or two if that's all you got. Like they don't, you know, throw in a handful of change. They oh, don't. No. So that's what's really confusing, right? Like that's not something you needed to save money on. No. Now, no. Now, unless it wasn't the time of year for fireworks or, you know, something like that, I don't know, but I just don't know why fireworks. That is one of, I don't know. Yeah, it's still just one of the dumbest ones that you've wow. told me. Oh, you were going to love my second one, but I'm not done yet. <laughs> Injury from fireworks are starting to skyrocket. Uh, the results of a U.S. Consumer Product uh, Safety Commission shows that 18 people died from non-occupational firework incidents in the USA in 2020. 18. Yeah, 18. That's compared to 12 in 2019. Between 
2005 and 2020, there was 136 deaths from fireworks. I wonder why there's such an increase. I don't know. I think it's because more and more people are trying to do them at home. Like they're going out and buying these kits now, right? Like yeah. how often did you ever hear that when we were younger? Yeah, not very. Maybe the neighborhood would all pitch in and do like. Do, an yeah, but I'm saying like most of the time you went somewhere and saw fireworks. Yeah. And now yeah. it's almost everybody in there shooting off their own in yeah, their backyard. Yeah, right? they are everywhere. I mean, do we need to bring up Eddie Sock? I'm surprised <laughs> nobody's got hurt there, right? Yeah. So 136 deaths. Um Along with the deaths rising, injuries and medical room visits have also gone up with an estimated 15,600 people in the USA alone. That's just the USA. I remember one of my brother's friends burning the hell out of himself with a firework when we were kids, like so, permanent scar damage. Yeah, like my mom told me a story, uh, one of her friends, they were lighting off fireworks and the one didn't go off. So she yeah. just put it up and put it in her pocket with the rest of them. And then it went off and blew her side up. Like wow. she had a skin graft and stuff like that. Um, it was one of her best, I think it was Donna was her friend, but back when my mom was young, right? Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean like they people have been screwing around with fireworks forever, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but most of the injuries are fingers and hands um, that have been actually severed off or severely Damn. damaged and stuff. So, yeah, as we're moving into the summer months and long weekends, please be safe. Yes. Now. Now for this story. <laughs> oh, God, you look so excited. I should be worried. Oh, Maybe you should be very <laughs> worried because this is probably the most, like, I heard this story and I then I went and Googled it. And then I Googled it four more times because I just because sure I couldn't believe that this actually <laughs> occurred. Okay. So you're going to find out that this is very, I got actually more specific um, things in this one, just yeah. so you know that this is true. Okay. Okay. Now for our next Johnny, this one is another special living Darwin award. Okay. So if you've forgotten what a living Darwin is, that is someone that is no longer able to contribute to the gene pool. Right. But yeah. they've done something stupid, okay. like a Darwin. So, a 39-year-old Tennessee man that we've named Johnny. Right. Not really his name, but, you know, to us, it's Johnny. Was in a car chase with the local police. Okay. So, Johnny was parked in the middle of traffic. When the police came up behind him and flashed the lights, Johnny took off, flooring the gas pedal in his Honda Accord. The chase went through two counties. The police tried to spike Johnny's car two times. But Johnny was able to keep going. With like he ran over the spikes? I avoided one and then one okay. ripped the tires apart and stuff like that. Officer Bobby Johnson of the Tennessee Highway Patrol said Johnny was driving all over the road, all over the place, and they couldn't figure out why. And then Johnny turned down old Liberty Road. He pulled over, he opened up his door, and he threw his penis at him. What? What? No. Okay. What? Yes. What? That's right. Johnny what? cut off his own penis what? and threw it at the police. Why? Why? I don't. Like, he says. He says later on in in the thing when you get going on it that voices on the radio told him to do it to to, to save the world and stop the police. Oh, oh, Johnny had mental issues. I don't know what Johnny. Or he was on bath salts. But yes, that's right. Johnny <laughs> cut off his own penis and then threw it at the police. The officer could see Johnny was completely naked in the car and losing a lot of blood from the genitalia area. It, this, the cops would be like, what did he just throw out of the car? Was that a penis? <laughs> <laughs> 
Threw a penis at him. Oh yep. God. So then after doing that, he closed the door and took off again. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Johnny again took off oh until the police God. were able to finally box him in. Did they pick up his penis? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Johnny was rushed to the hospital and Johnny survived, but will no longer be able to have children or oh contribute to the gene God. pool. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's Yes. <laughs> I don't even have words. I know, right? I was I listened to that and I had to I had to re-listen to the story and I'm like, no. What? Really? And then I'm like Googling it. I'm like, oh, Googling again. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Look at this. It's on six different sites. Wow. If anybody wants to go read the whole story and find out about it, there's um even more detail than what I've given. Uh you can just all I Google is man throws penis at cops. <laughs> And it gives you the whole details. Oh, wow. And this is why I was telling you before. My stories are true. I, re I <laughs> yes. make sure they're true. Yeah. <laughs> some of them, you just, yeah, some of them just sound like they couldn't, like that one sounds like. If somebody at work told me, did you hear about the guy who threw his penis at the cops? I'd be like, whatever. <laughs> I right? I would not believe that story. <laughs> However, it could potentially happen. <laughs> so in 2020, uh, 41 people died as a result of high-speed police chases, making 2020 the deadliest year for chases since 2006. Uh, nobody else threw their penis in those ones. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> um, the same study found that in the past 15 years, 476 people were killed in police pursuits. 281 were the drivers, 94 were passengers, and 91, this is really sad, 91 were bystanders. Oh, that's why they, that's why they're not allowed most places. Most of the places anymore. And then 10 of them were police officers. Yeah, that's terrible. What I could, what I really wish is I could find out why they were running. Like, what, what is so scary that you go through your head that, you know what, I'm going to run from the police. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he had to be on something. Once, like, like he, he, so not even just him, but other, other people too. Oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah. Cool face, like, I don't know. I guess if you're up for murder charges or whatever, but still, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just does, never seems like a good idea to run from the police because no. eventually they're going to find you. Like, Eventually, you're just going to keep running forever. Like, yeah, right? Like, so, yeah, I don't know. Now, I really wanted to know how many men have chopped off their own penis. So, <laughs> is the grand total one? <laughs> uh, there's only been two other cases. Really? Yes. However, men getting their penis chopped off was completely different oh, and a yes. little scary. Lorena Bobbitt. Well, a man had his dick chopped off two times in one night by his furious wife. How does it get chopped off twice? I don't know. It just said it was chopped off twice. It was in China. Like, it's like half of one and then the other uh, Maybe, half. or maybe you got it sewn back on, came home, and she chopped off again. I don't know. Um, but, Ooh. yeah, it was, uh, yeah, his dick chopped off. Um, his wife was furious, and they were unable to find it, and they think that an animal ate it. Oh, no. And the wife, after hearing all this, said, it doesn't matter. He has five kids anyways. Oh, my God. I know, right? Between 1973 and 1980, there was 100 cases of Thai women chopping their husband's really? penises off. Yes. And as you already brought up, of course, we have to bring up the, you know, the most famous one probably would be Bobbitt. Right. Raina yeah. Bobbitt. Everybody's probably heard that. Remember how she cut it off and drove yeah. down the road and <laughs> threw it out the window. window and stuff like that. And then that. he became so. a porn star. Yeah, made uh, yeah, Frank and penis and a couple other <laughs> things, right? So, yeah, so men 
stay faithful, <laughs> yeah. don't commit domestic abuse, <laughs> and don't piss off a Thai woman, obviously. Right. Wow. Right? right? <laughs> Jesus. Okay, well, that's my stories. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. And now <laughs> yeah. it's time for our call to action. <laughs> we need... You need to make your voice echo there or yeah, something. Echo, 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 yeah. echo. Um, can you do that? Do you have special effects over there? I do not. Uh, oh. I well, barely get this posted every week. This is, yes, <laughs> yes. We do struggle at times. However, it's up. But that's something we need to work on. Yeah. We need, like, machines. Like, <laughs> Anyways, um, again, everybody, thank you so much. Um, if you have any stories or want to send them to us, you can send them to us at? DebtorSurvivePodcast at gmail.com. We have our Instagram, we have Facebook, we have all that good stuff. We have uh, more things on there already. And uh, we have a new country. And we have a new country. Yeah. What's our new country? Romania. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) Here we go with the Transylvania. Uh (laughs) Aha. I want to buy Junik. I don't talk like that. (laughs) (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. I don't go blah, 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 (laughs) blah. What's that song from? Uh, what is that called? Hotel Transylvania. Yeah, I, can't, I can't think of things. You know that. Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> right. Um, our numbers are actually going up for our listens, so thank you so much for that. We're actually getting a lot better. We haven't hit our mark of 72 yet, or 71, 72. 72. 72, but we are going up a lot faster, so yep. thank you very much for listening, and please keep spreading yeah, the we word. we really do appreciate it. Yes, we do, and uh, following and liking and clicking and all that good stuff. It really, really is appreciated. So thank you very much. Thank you, Romania, for starting to listen to us yeah, and keep, all of our other listening. countries. <laughs> and yes. send me a story. Yeah, and send her a story. <laughs> She's going to dig back into Reddit again and pretend that it's her soon. <laughs> so with that, I guess it's time for the dad joke. It is. It is. So why don't vampires have friends? Is this why we did? Did you do this because of Romania? Why do vampires not have friends? Uh, I don't know why. Because they suck. <laughs> <laughs> that one's cute. I like that one. I did it. Some some of because of Romania and because I looked at 72 different Easter jokes and they all sucked. Oh. <laughs> like, what's the Easter Bunny's favorite restaurant? What? IHOP. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I heard all of these on yeah. the radio. Yeah, they were on the radio yeah. the other day too, right? Like, yeah. what's, the, what's the Easter Bunny's favorite music? I don't remember. Hip hop. Hip hop. Yeah. Right? So I went with vampires. Because <laughs> they're going to suck the blood out of that bunny. <laughs> Anyways, everybody, thank you so much for joining us again for Dead or Survive. And have a happy Easter weekend. Yeah, happy Easter. And bye.